0: Lee. I'm the general Lee, a pistol pumping steel-belted cavalry. I'll never let you down
1: when you're riding with me. Buckle up, and I'll show you what I mean. Take a look back
0: there, sirens blowing, red lights flashing everywhere. We'll cross the us with compliments of me, The general need. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Bleeding Blue, a show on the history of the New York football giants. My name is Justin Pennick, alongside one of my best friends in the world,
1: Nikki Snacks. We're coming to you from an igloo. Literally, an igloo. We are. My nipples have never been harder in my life. I, I'm not even like it's not an exaggeration. I showed you. My, I was wearing a white shirt. My nipples were popped out. We found. And I'm not a, an attractive person, so like when you know, listen, I'm I, I'm not a sec. That's not what I'm saying. But like when when women's nipples are popped, it's you know, it's sure fun to look at. You don't mm-hmm. want to look at mine. Sure about that? I guess it depends on the person.
0: I we we found this robe that I'm wearing, <laughs> and that sweatshirt. By, like, the one of the storage closets in this office. We're it's, in
1: John Boy Media office. John Boy Media office. We, it's 90 degrees outside in New York City. and we're 60 in, degrees in here. 60? That might be putting it lightly. <laughs> it is so cold. I don't think my balls have been, ever been frizzled like this in my life. Well, it look like I should be on The Sopranos. You should. Maybe you should start watching it, too. You fucking yeah. disgrace. Anyway. So, Snacks, we are continuing to read. Yes. The, the Big 50. Big the, 50. And I got to tell you. I, I am loving. I'm loving every every page of this book, and you've and read more than I have. I have, yes. I'm I'm just about almost done. Um, but I love the way way Patty kind of like lays it out. You know the the big moments in in John's history. Yeah, two to three pages. Like sh- there's no long per chapter go- yeah. per chapter. Right. There's no like long ongoing spiel or anything like that. It, it's to the nitty gritty and it's really cool. So. Um, when we start our, our Twitter spaces with it, I'm, I'm pumped for you guys. It's going to be easy to follow along.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So today, we're talking about three different people.
1: Yes, three of the mainstays in New York Giants history
0: George Young, Bill Parcells, Tom Coughlin. Yep. Figured that those three guys kind of should be lumped together, have a lot of common. Mm-hmm. You know, Young and Parcells obviously work together to build those two Super Bowl teams up. And then Tom Coughlin as being looked at probably more than Ernie Acorsi and Jerry Reese as being like held in this more of a lore so I would say these three guys when it comes to football people yes they are held in the most allure in franchise not history. the
1: actual players but right. yes those are probably the three mainstays of quote unquote front office outside of the athletes yep. type of type of thing so um it only makes sense to talk about all three together yeah
0: so these are three separate chapters in the Big 50, kind of combining it to uh one episode. So why
1: don't we start with George Young? I think that's where we should start. He did come first. He was born first. Yes. So
0: what do you what do you what do you want to start? I I have my notes, but what do you want to start off
1: with? Yeah, so it, it you know, we've touched on George Young in the past and how the NFL essentially forced George Young onto the Giants. Yes. Cuz Wellington and his nephew Tim were just at odds. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Complete eyes. They had no idea what was going on. They had no idea what it was doing. They were, like,
0: not speaking to each other.
1: No, li- they wouldn't be in the same room. And think, think about it like this. It's not just,
0: okay, you, you think of ownership not talking to each other now. It's like, all right, you know, I don't think uh, Tish and Mara right now need to have com- a conversation with each other. They really don't Absolutely need
1: not. to. It, well, Tish is always drunk, so it doesn't even matter anyway. He's drunk
0: and he's making movies out there in L.A. Yeah. So they don't really need to have a conversation together. But Wellington at this point is running in the Mara family. They've been running the football operations right. since
1: 1925. Yeah. They've done it one way. Yeah. And so everything got bad, especially after the miracle of the ends mm-hmm. when that fumble, I don't really want to talk about it. I wasn't alive, but it still makes me sick. Even watching that play. Yeah. Um, after that, that was really the, the straw the, that broke the Campbell's straw back. that broke the camel's back. Correct. And the NFL, uh, Pete Coz, uh, what's what the fuck's his name? Roselle. Pete Rozelle. Why yeah. did I say Cozelle? He's the NFL Coselle, guy. Yeah. yeah. But Pete Rozelle stepped in. He's like, no, George Young's going to run your team, mm-hmm. and that's what George Young did. But George Young wasn't accepting of the general manager job, which turns out to be the first. He was really the first true general manager of the New York Giants. He would not accept that job, quote unquote. If he didn't have final say on all football matters, yeah, full autonomy, yeah, full autonomy. He wouldn't accept it, and you know, good for him. He shouldn't have accepted that. Yeah, why would he? He's a, George Young was an established executive in the NFL, mm-hmm. so why would he go to a a debilitated franchise? I don't even know if that's a word. Well, it was, yeah, it was bad. No, like, I know. Like we were comparing, like
0: the the stretch that the Giants have had since 2016. To the stretch in the '70s, and even some of the fans in the '70s were like, "Yeah, that's fair." But then you also had, I think, more or less, more people saying, "No, that stretch in the '70s was worse. It was terrible than the you know the the six seven year stretch that we've had the last couple of years." Right. I and think
1: there's merit to both. So. There absolutely is merit to both. So so the fact that to just like and Wellington, who was running everything for for however many years, yeah, uh, he was it, it's quoted. He was he was reluctant to he was reluctant to give George Young full power, final say. Yep. Um, I guess maybe he finally saw the light and was like, "Okay, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. I have to step aside and let George Young do it." Yeah, and he finally did on Valentine's Day in 1979. Yeah, and from there, the rest is history,
0: as they say. The rest is history. The rest is history. That's what the show's about. George Young spent 15 years as a high school teacher. Uh, he was a college defense lineman at Bucknell. He was drafted in the 26th round 26th by round the Dallas Texans in Blech. 1952, but was cut during training camp.
1: Yeah, and sucked. then
0: he, uh, he wow, he joined Don Shula in Baltimore yes. when they were still the Colts. Then he jumped to Miami when Don Shula was down there. He became the team's director of pro, uh, pro scouting, not pro personnel. Shula joined the Dolphins after the 72 undefeated team. So he was, was not there no. for that undefeated team. But they still did have, I believe, uh, uh, Young was there for three seasons. Two of them were winning seasons. Two of them were also double-digit winning seasons. So the team had a lot of success there. His and then, fingerprint
1: was on a lot of that team. Yeah, man.
0: and then he was a hot commodity that the commissioner of the NFL pointed out, and then he became the Giants' GM.
1: Yeah, and it's so crazy to me. Like, the, the Giants, that, you know, the New York Giants, yes, they, they do play in New Jersey, but they, they're, they're, you know, a hallmark NFL franchise. Yeah. For them to be that bad, that's not good for the NFL. No. It's, it's awful for the NFL. It's probably awful for Goodell right now. Well, yes. maybe not because if you know NFL is just ridiculous nowadays. But back then, mm-hmm. you have a New York, New Jersey market team that's atrocious and nobody gives a shit about. You're probably going to want to step in and do something. Yeah. So that's where George Young came into play, and he finally got. You know, they fi- they finally got the guy that yep. they needed to to turn everything around, and probably started in '81 uh, with with a certain draft pick. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wellington Merritt did say, uh, we weren't able to get Don Shula, but I'm glad. Yes. I was glad to get his right arm.
1: Yes, and that's literally the case because, no, it, Don Shula wasn't coaching the team. Who Don is a Hall of Fame coach, mm-hmm. one of the best coaches ever. But he got the guy that was making all the moves for the players that Don Shula coached. Yeah, BTS, yeah, behind right. the scenes. Yeah. So, what, what?
0: BTS, behind the scenes. I'm starting to integrate more. Yeah, I see. That, in my life. I see. That, don't
1: fucking do it in front IRL. Of me. Don't do
0: it in front of me. In real life videos, BTS behind the scenes. Don't I'm becoming a, me. a I'm media. Media, some clowns. I got. I got one. I got one. Yeah. you, F-U, Fuck you. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So George yeah. Young was uh, kind of a messy person. person. Yeah. He also. <laughs> he also. A he also you know, we mentioned he was a defense lineman. You said that he sucked. You know, we he we went. He went to Bucknell. No sure yeah, it was, it was really mean.
1: Yeah, I know. Probably he's dead. Probably would kill you. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, he, can't he was kill a big. He was dead. a big guy. He was, but like when you look at him when he was Giants general manager, he was very thin. Well,
0: no. Well, he he got sick, and he lost like they they talked about this in the. Patty talked about this in the book. He lost like you know, almost like a hundred, maybe give or take a hundred pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. In a very. Short span of time, and so you see a lot of like the Hall of Fame photos that they use. It's it's him when he's older, yes. and then when he's thinner. Yes, but then you also that's look... like
1: that's like the iconic yeah shoulder. That's like the iconic George Young. Picture no, I mean to me, but no, 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 no. To, to you, no no, no, no. Like what I know George Young to be, yeah. is that that picture.
0: But if you don't know, and you're a little bit younger, and you're like snacks and I like, I looked up pictures, and it was like next to him and Parcells, like on the field. It's like this. He was a bigger guy, it's chubby dude. He know? reminded me of myself when I was. Bigger. I got a comment on Reddit. I can say this on this show because I don't care. Um, I got a comment uh, on Reddit where I – one of the reasons why I did try and lose weight is because I felt peer pressured by YouTube and Reddit by calling me fat. So I was like, fuck this. Society peer pressured me into getting healthy. Really? So, yeah. Now, So now I saw a comment on Reddit that says, you talk about the weight loss too much. I can't fucking win.
1: You can't win. There's no. I can't on. win. But see, that's your problem because you're taking into account other people's opinions of you, and you should never. Yeah, you know I times, can't go on Reddit. You know how many times people tell me to stop drinking? You think I'm gonna? No, damn right. You brought you brought
0: some Pinot to the office
1: today. Had to do it. Come on. Had to do it. But
0: George Young reminded me of myself, especially when I was in college, where everything is just a controlled, controlled. At least for me, was a is a is a is an interesting word. But for George <laughs> Young, it actually was a controlled mess.
1: Yes. I mean, Ernie, of course, he used to say he'd go into his office, to George Young's office, when, of course, he was the assistant general manager, and there would just be piles of papers everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Like, here, 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 here.
0: Could you give me a report on this player, Ernie, of course, he would say? Yeah. But George Young was like, oh, wait. Here.
1: Yeah, it's it's in this pile. It's in this pile. <laughs> Hold on one second, one he knew second. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Where, so here's my question to you. Are you that kind of worker? And if you and if you were a GM, so not even like if you're that kind of worker, because maybe right now it's like, well, taking having a GM job, it's like I'm gonna take tremendous pride in that, so I'm gonna be organized. Yeah. But what kind of if you were GM of the Giants, would you want everything to be tip top organized and everything clean, or would you be like
1: George Young? No, I'm George Young. Okay. I, I like I I'm just trying to think like to myself how it would be. In my real life. So in my work life, I'm right. I'm not the most organized person. I'm
0: but do you take more – do you take – like if you were to have the giant GM job, would you take just as much pride and attention to detail in that as like your main job right now? Well, without a
1: doubt, even more so, yeah. yes. But I would still be the disorganized person I am. Yeah. Like I, I do my job in real life very successfully, but I it's also – Humble brag. Uh, yeah, fine. I'm terrible at mine. I agree. Yeah. But –
0: <laughs> I'm wearing a robe. Hey. <laughs> can we can we talk We're about that? We're in a fucking igloo. <laughs> can
1: we talk about that? But I, I so I'm very old school as you know, so I write a lot of notes. I rip papers off of, of yeah. notebooks like this. So everything is all scattered. Mm-hmm. But everything is there. Yeah. May it take me a second to do that? Like Kayvon Thibodeau, wears his 40 yard day? Okay, it's in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will have everything and I will study everything beautifully, and I'll have eight thousand pages of notes on every single player but yeah i would be a mess
0: so you would be you would be dave gettleman
1: binder guy not joe shane correct yeah wow. I, I i'm not okay so i'm not i don't you know me in technology you're terrible we don't mix at no. all i barely know how to turn my laptop mm-hmm. on, and
0: that's weird you've called me and i've had to help
1: you turn on you've your laptop you walked before. me you've walked me through how, how to, to get do, onto a zoom meeting yes yeah that's how i first started to know how to, how to do zoom i had no idea <laughs> i was completely clueless And Justin walked me through it. So that's how bad I am. So no, I'm not the young, handsome stud Joe Shane is with all the technology and all the video boards like that. I am Dave Gettleman binder guy. Yeah. Okay. And putting it in a binder would, would be a stretch too. So
0: (laughs) my first two weeks, I'd be so organized. I'd be so awesome. I'd feel great. And then you're out. And then that's it. Yeah. And that's how every that's how like my college
1: life was. And I was just gonna say that's also probably for a lot of people too. Like your first two weeks of your job feeling. feel you really good? Went, yeah, right, right. We got a rhythm? Yeah. I'm gonna stay on top of this. Yeah. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a
0: beard. I wanna read um the bottom of page sixty
1: three. Yep. I know exactly. Of the of, uh,
0: of this uh of this book that we're reading. And I wanna read George Young's uh George Young's track record. From 1979 to 1995, 119 of his draft picks made the final roster as either a starter or a reserve player and appeared in a minimum of 10 games with the team. In addition to Phil Simms, which was one of his first draft picks, Mm -hmm. some of his more notable draft picks included Hall of Fame linebacker Lawrence Taylor, tight end Mark Bavaro, linebackers Carl Banks, Pepper Johnson, Gary Reasons, running backs Joe Morris... Offensive lineman, Billy Ard, William Roberts, Jumbo Elliott, and Carl Nelson. Defensive backs, a lot of good defensive backs. Mm -hmm. Terry Kennard, Mark Collins, and Perry Williams. Defensive lineman, Leonard Marshall, and receiver, Lionel Manuel, among
1: more. That's the core of two championship teams.
0: Yes, and he was also executive of the year 1984, 1986, 1990, 1993, 1997. January of 2020, elected
1: to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He got ex- he got executive of the year that many times. It's it's
0: kind of that's crazy. That's crazy. That is kind of crazy. That's like video game, like, yes. 2K, my association numbers, like right. my, my GM, whatever. Yeah, that that's m-
1: that's me trading all my future first and spending all my yeah. cap space for the best team in Madden yeah. and then winning the, yeah. And then just winning executive of the year year after That's unbelievable. That. Yeah. George fucking Young, man. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I'll find something to hate about him. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so this is what you can kind of... Not like, is that once the salary cap was introduced? He didn't know what he was doing. In the 90s, and this is also when his health, I believe, started to fade a little bit too. In the 90s, there were some really bad first round draft picks. I mean, we clown on Cedric Jones all the time, drafted a blind guy. I blame that more on Steven Verderosa, even though Steven Verderosa probably never watched a second of Cedric Jones' film. I think it's just funny to blame that on Steven Verderosa. Um, I, you, know, you blame it on the medical staff too. It's like, oh yeah, this guy can play when he's blind. I mean, it's a Ronnie it, Bonds. At the end of the day, George Young. I mean, the GM takes responsibility, especially for yes. the first round. I mean, not not just a first round pick. This is like a top ten pick. Like I want my GM making the top ten pick. So it's not like we're talking about a fourth rounder no. that we're taking a chance on. That's so um, the, all, that was bad. All the blame lies on George. Yeah, the, Young the, for that. the epitome. The epitome of what kind of went wrong in the nineties for. For uh, uh, I'm
1: sorry. What year? What was the 90s year he won executive? Of the he year? won
0: 93 in the 97. How
1: the fuck did he win 93? I,
0: well, let's. I mean, I have the Giants record. So what did they go that year? What did they go in, ni- in Is 97? Is that when they
1: won with Fossil? No. That, no, no that was Fossil wasn't there? No. It was 2000. I know it was 2000. You dope. Fossil, that, was fir- that was the first year of Fossil. Yeah, and they won a they division. 10, they weren't supposed to Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: See? See? What did I say? Was this point differential that they had a minus point? Yeah, they had a minus point differential that year. 1995. No, 1997. They had a they had a minus. F- no, no, I'm sorry. Right, no, it was, it, it was 97. It was 12.
1: plus 42. It was 97. They won the
0: division. Yeah.
1: Fuck, 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 fuck. May but have to edit that part out. I thought no. Why? Authenticity. I know. It's what we strive for. I
0: got stuff wrong. I said wrong facts. Said we wrong do that stuff. all the time. Yeah. We
1: left off. What's his name from? Uh, what? What did we get shit on for? Undrafted. Free- what was it? Yeah.
0: It was. Um. It was the best. Best. We on. Um, we left out. Um. Rosie Brown.
1: Rosie Brown, yeah. We got shit on for that. We did. That ah, just means people are listening. That's
0: right. So, All right, here's what I want to talk about, and then we'll move to... Jerseys? Jersey's we'll move son? To, uh, yeah, the, our Jersey guy. Jersey's native. Bill Parcells. We'll move to him. So, Ray Perkins. Yeah. Leaves after the 1982 season. Thank God. Gets a shot with the college team. It allows Bill Parcells to get the reins of the team. Does Bill Parcells get his shot if Perkins doesn't leave and i i don't know i, I mean this, it, answer this i would yeah uh, what's, you, what's your told.
1: what's your opinion on this i mean to me probably not no he'd be maybe he'd be swooped up by another team that year if perkins stays or perkins
0: eventually gets fired because they were like iffy with with perkins
1: they were iffy perkins and, per, no it was hanley who was a joke it, Right. yeah yeah, yeah that, that was per- that was after parcels but after, perkins yeah.
0: they went nine and seven four and five in 1982 there was a there was an NFL player strike between week two and week eleven, which of is that, crazy to of us. that season. Yeah. So that's so yeah, we were like, "What what happened there?" And that's lo and behold, that's what happened. Perkins had four seasons with the Giants. He went six and ten, four and twelve, nine and seven, and four and five. So you can look at the strike year and be like, "It's funky." We were one game away from five hundred. Yeah. He was gonna stay. I think he was gonna stay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but. Like that's not the world's greatest track record. No. Either.
0: So if if there was one more bad season, you think Perkins then gets he, fired, and then is Parcells also shipped out because they want just new blood?
1: Yeah, I, I guess that's I guess that's a good a good thought process you would think because then Parcells gets gets bumped up. But if Perkins doesn't leave, does Parcells get? Nipped by another team. I don't know. Yeah, we, I don't you, know. it's just an answer we we can't really yeah. give because we Cause have no you, idea. Because you got to think of. We talked to Big Blue VCR about this. Because yeah, we do. He, pro- he probably
0: knows. Maybe 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 we'll shoot him a DM and then we'll just include the the snippet yeah. in there. Yeah. He'll that's write a great, us a
1: novel. I of course we, we will. he will. We he, we know that Big Blue VCR man, he's a talker. Yeah, love him.
0: So I mean, because that's a huge that, that is arguably the biggest part of George Young's tenure with the Giants besides drafting Lawrence Taylor right. is, getting, is Bill getting Bill Parcells as, in the, as
1: coach as head coach right
0: and you so we were talking about this before we kind of came in here snacks just saying how there are certain things that went good for the giants that they kind of just stumbled into yeah. throughout their Entire tenure that they they looked into, and then certain things that they should have done that they had control over, they just didn't do. But it's it's the same
1: process, though. Yes, like because you know the Giants have always we've always joked that they're family oriented. They just hire Mm -hmm. from who they know, and that worked with Parcells. It worked with Coughlin it doesn't work with gettleman it doesn't right, work right, it. Right. Like, so that's that's what we're saying like they lucked into two of the best coaches in NFL history and they and they locked into George Young basically and they lucked into George Young right because
0: yeah. the they the two owners were basically like members yeah. of the Eagles and they just it's, couldn't
1: it. so the giants are, the giants aren't good they're lucky <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i always say Better lucky than good. Yeah,
0: and we learned on the... Uh, and also, the, they also sort of lucked into Lawrence Taylor, too. They, I, they did, because Big Blue VCR B- BCR told us that story. Us. Like at the the Jets, J- Jets lost that meaningless game against yes, Miami. they gave us the number two pick. Which is so nuts.
1: It's unbelievable. So nuts. The best football player ever, and we lucked into it. So nuts. And hey, then they the may, certain, they certain
0: decisions like... Belichick, George Young. That was a big part of uh, George Young too. After Parcells retired, which there was a little bit of beef between Parcells and and George Young. I think Parcells kind of disagreed with some personnel decisions. Yeah, um, that was towards the end. they made it was towards the end. But even towards the beginning, when they cut Brian Kelly and Brad Van Pelt, right? Those were two tough decisions. But it seemed like they were necessary decisions. Even though I would have loved to see those two guys win a Super Bowl, yeah, especially right. Brad Van Pelt. Makes, I was just going to say, especially um, but, man. Brad, but neither Brad. here nor there. When Parcells retires, then George Young is a little salty about that. George Young was the one to say that I don't think Bill Belichick's demeanor is going to fit New York.
1: And for as many good things as George Young did, can you can you imagine? He's so, not wrong, but he was still it's a no. He's not wrong. You're right, coach. <laughs> he's the greatest football coach of all <laughs> yeah. time. So that was '93, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, going. No, 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 no. It par-
0: was uh, it was '91.
1: So Parcells, oh, after, so, yeah, Parcells yes, won I'm the sorry. Super Bowl. Yes, '91. Yes, yeah. So, could you imagine if they did the right thing and made Bill Belichick the head coach? He'd still be the coach today. Maybe, and then
0: also That's there's like
1: thirty fucking years of Bill Belichick. At the there's Johns.
0: another alternate universe where, and this is what Patty talks about, which I never knew because everybody always talks about. Well, what if part, What if um Belichick took over? What if Belichick this, this took is great. over? Yeah, yeah. Tom Coughlin was the wide receivers coach. He was in, yes, the, running he was in the running to be head the head coach. Yep. And then if he didn't leave for Boston College, there's a chance that Tom Coughlin gets the head coaching job for
1: the Giants. Fifteen years before he actually takes it. Yep, yep. And, I, that's Imagine crazy. that world. That's correct. See, to me, if you revisit, if you rewrite history, those two Super Bowls may not get won if Bill Bell, if uh, Coughlin's hired in '91. He's not because think about it, they, they, he may be fired after five years. Yeah, exactly. You don't draft Eli thirteen years. Because also there's a, like Dave
0: Brown, there's there's bad quarterbacks. That and, but that's come what after I'm saying. That. He
1: probably gets fired way before he yeah. even starts getting success. Yeah. So nuts. It's crazy, it, it, and that's what we were talking about before. Like they really do it in like a family style. Do we know you? If we know you and trust you, you're gonna you're gonna get a I mean,
0: cough got the job eventually.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was Wellington tomorrow's last. Uh, Truly his last yeah, big decision. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So imagine that alternate universe and that timeline of not just the whole Belichick <laughs> nuts. thing, but it's nuts. But you know, Tom Clough. And then also uh George Young, I kind of love how Patty just puts this in there. George Young's just adamantly says, Yeah, Ray Hanley was like the worst thing that I ever did. Yeah. And <laughs> which a lot of fans true. agree with. Yes. That. Yes. My <laughs>
1: father still talks about it. Yeah. When he used to talk about uh he used to call Joe Judge Ray Hanley. Nice, he said he was that bad. Nice, but it, it, it's to me it, it's just it's all the Bill Belichick thing because Bill Belichick, everybody knows he said it on the ESPN documentary, the thirty, mm-hmm. the Bill versus Bill, whatever it was, Bill and Bill, he wanted to be the head coach, in New York Giants. Yeah, but Parcells kind of did him dirty, mm-hmm. like he was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna retire, I'm gonna keep coaching the Giants. So Belichick took the Browns job, and then a little bit later, Parcells retired. Yeah. Kind of fucked him over, yeah, and fucked us over. Mm-hmm. But regardless. you kind of, ha-
0: you kind of, you kind of have to have. I-, I am of this belief to be successful in football, sports, competitive business. I mean, this is with anything. You gotta have a little bit of an ego too.
1: Oh, absolutely. You, you think Parcells wanted Belichick to, to to be a better coach in Giants history than him?
0: No, no, no. absolutely That's,
1: that's, that's Parcells. He Parcells was a homegrown kid. He was a New York Giants fan growing up. Yeah. That's the legacy he wanted. Yeah, and he he definitely knew how good Belichick was. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's. Uh,
1: Speaking of Parcells,
0: yeah, let's 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 talk a little bit about Parcells. We already talked about you know kind of how he was brought on and then how he kind of left. Yeah, too.
1: yeah. He's uh he's born five minutes from me by the way. Really?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. BBVCR has talked about you know yeah. his brother how he was. Uh, his brother
1: was uh his his brother was a referee for yeah. our our youth basketball and football games. Englewood, New Jersey. Englewood, New Jersey. Yes, but then I think they moved to I'm Sure. To say yeah. Um. But either way, right there next to me. And uh, his brother was truly a, a great guy. Got along with parents, where, you know, when you're refereeing youth mm-hmm. sports, parents usually fucking hate you. But when you're Bill Parcells' brother, I think you get a pass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: all right. So Bill Parcells, when he, he was hired, he goes 312 and one his first season. Not very good. Mellington um, Mara, George Young, they're all considering whether this guy's the right guy. But Parcells has to go through a little bit of a transformation. I didn't really fully, fully know this. So, at first, the defensive players weren't happy. Parcells, they said, was one of them, an honorary member. So this is when Parcells was hired to be head coach, that the defensive players were not happy that he kind of got that promotion. But sometimes, when you care enough about one of yours, as the Giants members of the defense did about Parcells, you have to let go. Once he became the head coach, we realized we had to take a different approach because if we continue to refer to him as our guy... Our position coach, he was the linebacker's coach, Mm -hmm. we were concerned that the other guys wouldn't necessarily have the respect for him, linebacker Harry Carson said. So we adjusted to him as the head man, and we were able to sort of work together to get certain things done. And his first year, Parcells kind of took that mentality of being a player's coach.
1: Yes, and which we're going to talk about in a little bit too. It's funny how there were two different approaches by the, the two best coaches in Giants history. One starts off as a player's coach, right? Yeah. yeah. And transforms to a hard ass, Bill Parcells, mm-hmm. and the other was brought in as a hard ass, Tom Coughlin, and completely transformed to a player. Love coach. that dichotomy. Crazy. Look it? at you. Great radio, right there. Got a face for it. Parcells, <laughs> yeah.
0: Parcells <laughs> also went from being a mild mannered sweetheart of a guy to wisecracking, sometimes cantorous, cant. I said that wrong. Let's Can we get a definition of the word C-A-N, Tank, or us? Yeah, it means fuck Tiki Barber. Sure. A man who was far less forgiving of mistakes players made to beat themselves. Rather than becoming a ranting lunatic, though some of his former players might argue that at times he was, Parcells figured out how far he could push, push each of his players and then trying to push them even further, which that is my favorite kind of coach. And those coaches typically are the best, not just ones that... They're just straight up assholes to every single player, but some people, some players, like you need to be assholes too. Oh, you have to.
1: Some players, Absolutely.
0: some players, if you kind of get in their face too much, they turn off. So you kind of have to know your players and what they respond to.
1: Right, exactly. And if, if you, and I think that's in recent memory, that's probably been a problem for some of. the you Know some yeah. of the guys on the Giants, and Matt,
0: you know, I, I don't know, you know. I don't think McAdoo got it, I don't think Shermer got that, no, no. especially the. I think with those two guys, it's like pushing your players,
1: yeah. They, they just they just didn't have it, and that's to me. And I know we're, we're talking about Parcells, and I'm going to go back to a Parcells story about George Martin that I absolutely love, yes. Yeah, like so I want to talk about before. that, yes. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like Coughlin, he I don't think he realized that the first couple of years. But then mm-hmm. he figured out what makes a player tick. What, yeah. What's good for this player? What's good for that player? Mm-hmm. So I, I think the and the best coaches in any sport really learn to adjust and adapt to their players and and what they see fit. Yeah, it's not always just X's and O's. If your player doesn't trust you, you know, calling a player or coaching you in practice, you're never going to get the most out of that player. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's something that's something that's pretty special about Parcells and again Coughlin. We'll talk about please talk about this george martin no i story. want you to talk about it. you want me to talk about it? okay yeah. so george martin was a was, was i mean one of the best one of the best yeah. giants
0: ever and he was a one of the longest tenure giants going yeah. back to the 70s he only won one super bowl with the team he wasn't there for the second he sport. wasn't there for the second but he was a highly touted rookie no 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 there was a highly touted uh, rookie i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm and then sorry. George, there was a highly touted rookie and yes, george martin I mean. was one of the
1: veteran mainstays of the team yes and <laughs> this rookie <laughs> this rookie And uh, the rookie kept jumping off sides.
0: And and it was so bad to the point where
1: people are starting to feel bad for him. Yes. (laughs) And they're all waiting for Parcells to just explode. Yeah. And George Martin tells the story the third time it happens. And Parcells, this is a a quote directly from George Martin. After he jumped off sides for the third third time. Parcells gathers us together, Martin said, and says, guys, this is the kind of shit that we will no longer tolerate in this organization these are the kind of mistakes that you, that get you beat, and I, for one, will never, ever be accepting of that kind of performance. And if it ever happens again, I'm going to hold you, George Martin, <laughs> responsible. <laughs> so George Martin's not the one jumping off sides. It's then, a highly touted rookie defensive lineman. And
0: then George Martin is like, What the fuck it ain't me!
1: (laughs) (laughs) He goes. Martin can laugh about the incident now, but back then he certainly wasn't laughing. Like, could you imagine? Like, Bill Parcells, the head coach of the team, gathers around the defensive players and is like, "George Martin, it's your ass. You're the guy that's been here the longest. This rookie keeps jumping (laughs) all sides. Your ass."
0: I think that's it's hilarious. Hysterical. Just imagine just being like. A player. Imagine being like an offensive player. Like imagine being a wide receiver, knowing that this is happening, and you know, not having you know, like, hey, if a de- I, I, as in, a, in a way, I hope the defense is fucking up. If I'm an offensive Absolutely. player, Makes me It's look better. Yeah. And, it's like, and also it's less that I have to do right, and It's exactly, less attention. Yeah. That's you know, it's, it's my, it's not my ass on the line that day. So then it's like, imagine, and then it's like, I will hold you, George
1: Martin. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that, that's the best part. I'll hold you, George Martin. You. Personally responsible.
0: That is so fun. And then what I, you know, the best part about this is then Parcells, you know, uh, there's a confrontation, and I think Parcells either calls Martin into his office or Martin goes into Parcells' office and says, basically, you're one of the veteran mainstays on this team. I know that you know you can handle it. Number one and number two, if I hold you accountable, then it holds them.
1: Everybody's ass, everybody's exactly. ass is on yeah. the line. Yeah. So so in sense like. Like what he, we were just laughing hysterically about it. Yeah, but it is. There was a method. The, it, exactly, there was a method to that madness. It was yeah. chestnut checkers. Like if you're gonna do that to anybody, it's it's George Martin. You yeah. do it to George Martin, and it's it does. It sets the tone for the rest of the team, and it holds everybody else accountable. Yeah. So while it's lunacy, but
0: worked worked, worked. yeah, it worked. and it worked for a lot of different teams too. So as a head coach, Parcells finished with 183, hundred eighty three, hundred thirty eight and one overall record, becoming the first head coach in league history to coach four different teams, Giants, Patriots, Jets, and Cowboys, in the playoffs, which is absurd. Two-time NFL Head Coach of the Year winner, 1986-1994. He had a knack for turning descending teams into, into contenders, the first time of which he did in 1984 with... The Giants I think that is That is really crazy He's That Coughlin did bounce I'm Coughlin That Parcells really did bounce around Yeah Every single team
1: that he went to Yeah
0: You kind of just snapped your fingers Maybe one year where it's like all right, we gotta get it together But then
1: the next day We're like in the playoffs It's it's why you have to make an argument He's One of the greatest coaches I mean There is already an argument of that But he really Genuinely truly is One of the greatest coaches of all time And I gotta tell you Just let me get this off my chest Sure Seeing him in those fucking cowboy colors Killed you? Ugh Killed my father more than anybody. Yeah,
0: I I really, at the time I was young and I didn't quite fully get it. And I didn't fully know that. Yeah, hey, it was like
1: 2003.
0: Like I, I I didn't have that allure of like, hey, this is this guy is the man when it comes to the Giants. Yeah. But now looking back on it, I can imagine
1: how weird it was. How weird it it's was. It's Yeah. With those with those double, I, I just I remember and the Cowboys wanna. At Giant Stadium in overtime to kick game-winning field goal, so I remember him being on the fucking sidelines for a Cowboy game. just, oh, didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. Yeah, it's my observation. It was fucking nauseating, Justin. I'm sure being nauseated
0: doesn't feel right. <sighs> Move on. Let's let's wrap up with Tom Coughlin. Because Patricia Trainee has uh, two different chapters devoted. Two to Two different, Coffin. yes.
1: I mean, Tom, Tommy was a big, big mainstay in John's history. So it's General Tom General is one Tom. of the first
0: chapters, and then Tom Coffin resigns. Did not resign? Chapter, yeah. You, you would, you would, you would have an
1: editor's note there, right? Yeah, he didn't resign. What, what, what was he? he? Got fired. Sure. They, John Murray kicked him out. I, there's. I'm sorry. Am I wrong? There's no other explanation. You think Tom Coffin retired, resigned? You think so? No. Absolutely not, and you knew that when he walked off the stage at his press conference. Oh, I knew that. Didn't shake his hand. Didn't do anything.
0: I kind of liked that moment. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, I liked
1: loved that it. There was not that is my favorite time. It's not. It's not the red face in Green Bay. It's not the two Super Bowls. My favorite Tom a moment was his last as a Giant, and he walked right off that stage past John Mara. I disagree with that. Didn't even look him in the fucking eye because John Mayer should had no respect. Never give that man respect. Never. He he ousted a Giants legend. Did he not? I
0: know what to do to get you going. I take pride in that. Yeah, it works.
1: I know what but. But and then they they, they they kept that miserable fuck Reese too, which which to me, that's what started this whole fucking mess that we're in in present day history. Does he have a chapter written on him, Jerry Reese? He better not. He better not. I don't. No, I shouldn't no. say that. I shouldn't say that. Jerry Reese deserves credit. He does. Jerry Reese was a, a mainstay in the Super Bowl forty-two win. So I I, I shouldn't say that.
0: There's some. There's that some draft chapters. Class was unbelievable. There's some chapters that don't have names next to them automatically, but I don't know if he does in this book. He probably gets mentioned. I'm sure, he gets I, mentioned. I, I,
1: I haven't read it yet, so
0: I'm sure he gets mentioned. But I mean, you you would think that maybe he would have a whole chapter.
1: I mean, he really only he only had one off season. That was good. You got you got 50 moments he didn't, didn't, didn't even make one <laughs> I, I I just I all right so let, let, let's before I go on again about like the exit of Tom coffin why don't we start General Tom general Tom
0: all right um 2003 into 2004 Giants went on a coaching search coaches that were um, being considered lovey Smith Romeo Cornell Charlie Weiss and Tom Coffin. they were the coaching candidates. lovey
1: Smith would have been the only one on that candidate list that you would have been entertained, yeah. I mean, we'll think about it. Charlie Weiss was atrocious at Notre Dame, that's college, and he was. And was was what, that a hot
0: coaching pool in like 04?
1: I remember in the in the New Jersey record, it was like, Yeah, it was like this is like a historic coaching pool, yeah. And those were the four guys, yeah. Cornell was fun, yeah, it was a big fat slot. He would have lost
0: his mind in New York,
1: yeah. I know, Remember that, that
0: what was the post game press conference? No, well, that wasn't well, Romeo Cornell, that's it. Well, no, that he had one, which that one? was
1: bad. We are who we, who we thought they were. No, no, no. That was Romeo Cornell. No, that was that was no, that, that was, was another, Denny Green. That was another Dennis Green. That was
0: another big black guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just got him. Confused. No, it's true. No, but no it's true. And he had a mustache. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean. My bad. You. I'm a no, bad okay. guy. I'll okay. own that. It's okay. You knew, but you knew the rant anyway. Um, but Cornell he, I think he went on to the Browns and he was terrible yeah. there. It's like, this is one of those guys that was a coordinator. Yeah. Charlie Weiss. Eh. They were the two hot names of the Patriots. They won like two Super Bowls, three. Cornell
0: Weiss and Cornell Cla- coached with the Giants, right? Yes. Yeah. He did. So three of them
1: Yes. Shocker. Yeah. They yeah. had ties to the Giants. Yeah. Of course. And there was Lovey Smith who was the hot name yeah. from the from the Rams. Yeah.
0: So Tom Coughlin got hired by the Giants and there was conversations amongst Corsi and the Mara's uh, about is Tom Coughlin going to fit in New York and how is he going to get along with these players? Definitely so not. I I want I want to talk about this for just just a little bit. So it was reported that Coffin fined Jaguars cornerback Dave Thomas $1,500 when Thomas skipped a mandatory meet-and-greet banquet on an off day because he stayed home with his two-year-old fever-stricken son. Coughlin also uh, fined Banks and Cordell Taylor $500 apiece. This was, I believe, all in Jacksonville. Yes. When both arrived late for a team meeting after being involved in a car accident on a rain-slicked bridge. <laughs> like, that's... Come on. <laughs>
1: You know... That's asshole behavior. That's asshole behavior. Absolutely ridiculous. Is that not an asshole behavior? No, you're not a human being if you do that. A two-year-old with a fever and a family man that we now know Coughlin is after the softest side that was given. He loves his family more than he loves anything. So how he decides to find somebody for taking after their kid is mind-blowing to me. Now, however... This kind of, a lot of things. A lot of these stories scared Wellington Mara off. They they did. Yeah, like there was a lot of these little nuances that were like, okay, Mara, you know, Mara's thinking, all right, maybe this isn't the guy. He was probably number one on their list too. I would assume. Yeah,
0: they were. They were he was like low key number one also in
1: 1990. Right. So after those ridiculous fines, and here's the quote: Despite this history, Mara wasn't quite ready to give up on Coffin as a candidate. He reached out to some of Coughlin's former players for some feedback. One of whom was tight end Pete Mitchell, who had been college teammates with Mara's brother-in-law, and who had not only played for Coughlin and Jacksonville, but who also played for the uh, played for the Giants. So again, Wellington Mara goes to somebody he knows. Yeah. I had a long, honest conversation with Pete about Tom. Mara recalled. Pete said he would he couldn't imagine playing for anybody else. That Tom was a great coach to play for. Yes, he was tough, but he was also fair. He got the most out of his players. And if he had to do it all over again, he would play for Tom and not think twice about it. Yeah. And I think that's what sold willing tomorrow to hire. Yeah, Tom absolutely. Buffett. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of a lot of backstories on Tom, a lot of ridiculous things, especially in New York, New Jersey, that, that doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. And we saw it with, with Strahan. Like, why am I getting fined for being three minutes early to a meeting? tiggy T- Yeah. Who? Uh, you just said his name.
0: I'm allowed to say his name. You're not. I think you need to retire. I think that's it. I think you need to excuse yourself. We're almost done anyway. I could just finish off.
1: (laughs) This is the lowest point of my career.
0: (laughs) Your entire career.
1: (laughs) But anyway, yes. He had had a lot of miserable, miserable finds. He was just... Unbelievably, but he ridiculous. transformed. He transformed, and we talked yes. a
0: lot about that. You know, when we actually read Coughlin's book and, and yes. stuff like that. But something that I think is missed through his transformation is that how much you have to humble yourself to do that. It's crazy because let's go through Tom Coughlin's year in year out records as as an NFL head coach. Four and twelve, Jacksonville with Jacksonville first year that Jacksonville Jaguars is a real football Existent. team. Yeah, then they're nine and seven, awesome. Then they're eleven and five, two seasons of eleven and five in a row, mm-hmm. awesome. Fourteen and two and that's when they make the AFC championship I believe awesome correct and then seven and nine all right you're coming down the earth and then two seasons of six and ten with Jacksonville and then you're and then he takes a, then he kind of takes season off he Take leaves Jacksonville you okay. first year with the Giants six and ten kind of bad when you consider that they started five
1: and two correct but it was also a transition year everybody knew that 11 and five awesome Won the division but you get embarrassed in embarrassed, the yes. wild card game 20, 23 to nothing yep. but still an 11 and five season right then you have eight and eight, which is another bad year because they started six and two. Correct. And they lost in overtime to the Phillies. Still, Philly. but still, like you make the playoffs. You make the playoffs, right? you know.
0: Yeah. Then you have um, uh, what? What year? I'm sorry, I gotta. That was I gotta, '06. I gotta, I gotta. All
1: right, so '06. Eight, but that's before the transformation, right? So you look at all that. Pop- I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no. And you may j- just about to say this, but you went 11 and five on the division uh-huh. in the playoffs. You went eight and eight. Yes, you started six and two, but you went eight and eight. Fine, you made the playoffs. Yeah. And they were still talking about firing.
0: Yes. So you could look at that as just... I, I may even be looking at that saying... Why do I need to transform? Fuck me? this. Yeah. If I get fired and if
1: they want to keep me, great. I'll go and I'll do this again. L- look at look at the past five years. You, really? But, if I, get, but if I
0: get fired, I'm going to get another head coaching job. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Those performances and those records were not bad enough for Tom Coughlin. If he was let go after that 06 season, yeah. or even after 07, if he didn't make this transformation, yeah. he would never get another head coaching job again.
1: Yeah. So... It, 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 How exactly. humbling you got to be. It's crazy because think about it, I mean you know scumbag quitter retired and called him out and in the media and you know Jeremy Shock he didn't oh, didn't have the nicest things to say Strahan was very vocal about mm-hmm. it so those, I mean those are three superstars for New yeah. York Giants but it's not like Coffin didn't have success yeah so he's got to change his ways just to be more successful so you're right that was dramatic but it was a dramatic, it's a dramatic
0: change it's yes. like changing who you are I don't want to say as a person because I think he did separate. His personal life and his professional life, but it, changing who you are as a person within that professional setting. Correct. That's what he did, and it's very difficult. And it's I very difficult. All, I think it all starts. Sixty in the, years
1: old. Yeah, you know, it all starts in that 2007 year when I, I Strahan said it best on America's game, which I, I I would take to to believe that that really was the turning yep. point, and the players saw it. He's like, nope, no practice today, and they went bowling. Yeah, love that. Love it! I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big bowler. You're a big bowler, right? You know but that. But team Camron, are team chemistry? Tom Coughlin. I'm gonna do this. doing that. Yeah, a big bowler. I Heard you that. sucked last week.
0: I really, I really sucked. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, maybe you know this is coming out in a few. This episode's coming out in a few weeks from when we're filming it. So maybe, I'm, maybe I did better. But yeah, doubtful. I did do better. I know I did for a fact. Mm. I know I did. I don't want to. Can you know what? I kind of don't want to talk about Tom from resigning. I would love not to. Yeah, it's bullshit because he didn't resign. There, there's some good parts about Kevin Gilbride. That's what that, those are my main notes about Kevin Gilbride yes. talking about the lack of talent that was replenished, yeah. or that was not replenished yeah. from the O17, especially looking at the offensive line and mm-hmm. how they even called out like the 2011 team. Kevin yeah. Gilbride was like, even they weren't that, good. Even that team was like, and we and we've all said this, yes. but even like hearing just the coordinators say they were like not very good. Yeah. So uh, that was the that was the main thing. here I have, I have a quote so I'll just I'll just read the quote Rip the quote rip the yeah quote. I, I, I think I know got, which one you're going to talk about I got a quote, think I, know what I got which what, say, what page yeah. do you think I'm going to go to? Uh, let me see it. I'll give you I'll give you 10 seconds to figure it out cuz I'm already there. 335. Nope, 337. Ah fuck. Back in 2009 I started to argue that the line was getting old who is this? This is uh, is No this is not Gilbride. Yes it is. Yes it is Gilbride. Back in 2009, I started to argue that the line was getting old. In 2010, we were getting beat up. We were still winning because we were still good enough, Gilbride said. Yeah, it is him. In 2011, when we even won the Super Bowl, there were multiple guys getting hurt and banged up. And by 2012, we went 9-7, and seven, but we were hanging on by dear life. When 2013 happened, there were six different starters at running back, three different at right guard, four different at center, three at left guard. That stuff's been going on for a while now. And lo and behold, that stuff not only has been going on, for a while in 2013, it, it's been going on for a while since
1: 2013. Yeah, and they kept, suck. They oh, yeah, Doug. <laughs> they kept the GM who put that team in order. Yeah, got rid of oh, okay. Gilbride,
0: which I which at the time it's 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 fully justified. But you know now it's like we can do hindsight's 2020 because that's what this, now we can. Yeah, that's what they're and okay, was.
1: fine. I understand after 2011 that it it got bad. It, you know it did yeah and if you're gonna fire Coughlin which they did he didn't resign I'm sorry like I don't know who needs to hear that and if you don't know that then you're a fucking idiot whoa yeah sorry you're not love you keep watching but if you're gonna fire Coughlin you have to fire Jerry Reese too yeah that's the thing and my letter which is on the screen right now I'll send you that um it says I wrote after they fired Coughlin and John Manner's like I I trust Jerry Reese because I've seen him do it before mm. You didn't see Tom Coughlin coach a mediocre team in the Super Bowl before? Yeah, that, Fucking dopey. Even Patty, even you
0: know, Patty in the book was saying how it's funny how in 2015 for teams that, you know, for a team that got the criticism of not finishing and not fighting back and blah, 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 that you fired the coach that was known for responding to teams like that. Yes. What was the 2010 season, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. 2010, they were actually pretty good 2010. 10-6, yeah. obviously the fucking misery of the of the Eagles, Deshaun Jackson. But they won 10 games. You win 10 games in the NFL now, you might be a one seed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in the NFC. Titans won uh, 11 games.
1: Left. Exactly. So it's like... In a 17-game season. So it's like... Did they? I don't know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when we decided to do a Titans history podcast... We'll Talk of that. Titans. Oh,
0: wow. talking Titans. I'm going to week one Nashville.
1: You're not... David Powers says he's going to be on the show. My, maybe I will. Wow. All right. My only trepidations are two things. We all got, right. We're, we're done. Those are the three yeah, chapters. Uh, those are the three chapters. Episode over. Episode. Well, I wouldn't go that far yet. We still got to close out. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yes. Those three. Anyway, my only two trepidations are it's my dad's birthday that weekend. Tickets are expensive as fuck. I'm out. Nope, fuck they man. are. They're expensive. See, as and out. that's also why I want it mid-year. Week one's always going to bang you. Always. Excuse me? Oh. Yeah, week one's always gonna be expensive.
0: <laughs> Whoops. All right. Um, bang me like Yankees Twitter did this show week. Ooh, Burn. Keep on bleeding blue. That's a show. We'll see you uh, next week. Next time that we're uh, coming to you. Um, uh, keep on bleeding
1: blue, Red Sox. Fuck you, Tiki Barber. Fuck you. Julian, keep that in.